Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. Jesus' people. These were the people that, if you go back and read the gospel account, 
most of the time that miracles happened, um, people were healed, and all this stuff was going on, a lot of it happened in Galilee. So a lot of these people had seen this stuff firsthand. And if they didn't see it, they knew someone who did. So, and these were folks, they weren't real sophisticated, they were working class people, they were blue collar folks. Jesus' kind of people. So all those are near the Mount of Olives, which is important to remember. But then you've got all these people who are also like kind of in city center. Some of them are from Jerusalem or, or connected to people from Jerusalem. And what's happening in Jerusalem is that's where the, that's where the, the, the higher ups in the religious elite lived. Um, that's where they kind of ordered things and made it happen. But you got to remember, historically, like Rome is in charge. The Roman government is ruling. And so these religious people that were in Jerusalem, they had to kind of keep in good, you know, good connection with the Roman government. So there was, you know, I mean, it's politics, right? So there's times when, okay, if you do this, if you make sure this happens, and, you know, a lot of palms being greased, right? So a lot of this is going on between the religious rulers and the Roman government. And so the religious leaders, they had a vested interest in somebody not coming in, declaring that they're the king, even though he had no intention of setting up an earthly kingdom. But people didn't hear that part, right? The Romans were getting a little worried. They were a little bit concerned. Who's this guy? Is he going to kind of overthrow the government? So the religious leaders had a, a vested interest in not letting Jesus be promoted, not letting Jesus being lifted up, not letting Jesus being told he was, you know, people celebrating him, okay? This is going on. So, so when Jesus enters into Jerusalem on this Palm Sunday, like we call it, when people are waving palm branches, the people that first see him are his people, the Galileans, the people that are there. They're tailgating out by the Mount of Olives, and they see Jesus, and they know what Jesus has been up to, the things he had done, the things he had said, and so they're super excited to see Jesus. Hosanna! Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna! They're excited. See, they lift up that shout. Because they had seen it. Because think about this. In the crowd of the people of Galilee who were shouting out, lifting up a shout for Hosanna. Here's who's in this crowd. People who uh, were blind, but now they see, literally. And if it wasn't them, then it was their family members or friends. Oh, yeah. You know, Joe, he couldn't see. Joe can see now. Hosanna! You... <laughs> You gave sight to Joe. Joe's been blind from birth. He can see now. People who had limbs that never worked from birth suddenly have straight, strong legs and arms. Them, their family, their friends. Hosanna! People who had diseases and skin ailments. People, oh, and let's not forget Lazarus who had been dead. These are the people that are shouting, Hosanna! And they had a reason to, right? They had seen it. They knew about it. They knew that there was something about Jesus that was different than every other human who had ever walked on the face of the earth. So when they cry out, Hosanna, save us, they understand that he brings power. He's bringing the kingdom of God. And maybe there were some of them that wanted to, to put a real crown on Jesus' head and really wanted him to rule the earth. But they knew that there was something about Jesus. And... For a lot, I, I've been guilty of this. Uh, guilty, it's kind of a strong word, but you might have done this too. I think I've, I've even, I've heard people speak on this before. There's been this problem that because we're so far removed from this event, that I have, and maybe you have too, 
tended to think that the same people who shouted out Hosanna were the same people that shouted crucify a few days later. It's just not the case. Now, there might have been some periphery people that didn't really care one way or the other, and maybe they were in the background, and they, they were just there for the show. But the people who were shouting Hosanna as Jesus entered into the city continued to shout Hosanna. The people that yelled out, crucify him. So there's people lifting up a shout, Hosanna. But there's also people lifting up a shout of crucify him a few days later. And those people were the people that didn't know Jesus. Those were the people that, had, that didn't know that he, they didn't want to believe. Or maybe because they didn't have an account of it. Or maybe because they had a vested interest to not have the government breathing down their neck. They were not going to shout out, Hosanna. They wanted to quash this. They wanted him to be done. So they shouted out, crucify him. Crucify him. We don't want him. Get rid of him. Let's deal with it. Let's get this guy done with so we can carry on with business as usual. So there are shouts being lifted up in regard to Jesus. Two different shouts. One shout of Hosanna. The people that knew, had seen, had been there, who knew somebody. Hosanna, save us. And then there are the people who shout out, crucify him. Maybe they wanted to see a show. Maybe they didn't know anything about Jesus. Maybe, maybe they didn't care. Maybe, maybe they were too wrapped up in their own stuff. Maybe they were afraid they were going to lose their position. Right? Because there were the Pharisees who didn't like it. But then above that, there were the Sadducees who were like the major legalistic religious people. And they were the ones who had been plotting Jesus' death all along. Kill him. Kill him. We need, him off. we need him out of this story. I don't care what people have said he's done. I don't even care if it's true. We need him gone. I've got, I've got me to take care of. I've got my agenda I've got to look after. Crucify him. Hosanna, crucify him. Shouts are being lifted up for Jesus. Hosanna, crucify him. I'm thinking about this, I was thinking about this earlier in the week, and, and this, this idea of Jesus being king, this idea, idea of Jesus being Lord. You know, it, it, was, a, it was a term of, of authority and respect. It's really not a lot different, especially the word Lord, um, than, than us saying sir or ma'am. It's politeness, especially if the person's older than you, a sign of respect, right, or a sign of authority. So Jesus comes in and, and, and people are saying, Hosanna, save us, Lord, King. Well, people that, that, that don't like that idea or they don't like where that might go, crucify him. Stop calling him that. Hosanna, crucify him. Hosanna, or crucify him. And I, and I think about this and here's the question. I always boil down to a question, don't I? Something to think about. Here's what I'm thinking about. This one might hurt, folks. Just going to warn you ahead of time. With which crowd would you say that your life most closely resembles? The crowd that shouted Hosanna or the crowd that shouted crucify him? I don't mean like in your, your best of intentions or the fact that you're sitting here this morning like I have every intention to be one that yells Hosanna. But like what part of town are you in tailgate then? Well, what is your what is your life saying? Is your life a shout of Hosanna? Or, or is your life 
maybe a little too closely resembling crucify him. Do, do you daily put, put Jesus uh, to the side? Is he expendable? He, he was to the people that shouted crucify him. There was no significance to him. Or they didn't want there to be. Is he expendable? Is he, is he, are you able to set him aside in order to achieve what you want to do? Are you able to set him aside and say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, Jesus and all, but I've got to do this. I've got to achieve this. I don't want to, I don't want to mess, I don't want to mess up this relationship, this business deal, this thing going on, how people look at me and view me. So, okay, Jesus, over there, does our life resemble crucifying? Maybe it's not a shout, maybe it's a whimper, but it's still there. Or is our life one that says, Hosanna, Hosanna. And maybe it's not a shout, maybe it's a little whipper, but it's still there. Hosanna. Maybe here's a, another way to consider this. Is it impossible for people to ignore the fact that you are following Jesus? Like, to your best of ability, if you tried not to live a life that shouted Hosanna, but, but you were. I mean, people were just going to see it in you, right? Is that, is that the case? Or is it impossible for people to see anything other than a life that can do without Him? Do you have no need for Him? Which, which crowd do, you, do others identify you with? I was thinking about this in my life. And... I know, and it wasn't always a shout, and I would definitely say it might have been a murmur or a whimper, but for, for almost half of my life, I shouted, crucify him. I, I, I said out, I spoke out, I lived out, crucify him. I could do without him. I could do without Jesus. There was, there was nothing about him that had any effect on my life or my decisions or anything. Crucify him, crucify him. It's not that I didn't believe he existed or that God wasn't real or anything like that. It just didn't matter. Inconsequential. Had no, 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 no influence on, on anything about my life. Crucify him. You can crucify him. It won't make a difference. Tomorrow won't be any different. Crucify him today. Tomorrow will be just the same for Shannon. Because I'm my God. And I was thinking about that. And that, that, that when it came down to God or to me, I chose myself every time. But then there was something that just started to change. And I started, I started to see the emptiness in my life. I started to see the shallowness of my life. I started to see the darkness in there, all the nesses, I guess you could say. I started to recognize those. And I just knew that there had to be something more. There had to be something more. The more I looked for answers, the more Jesus became the answer. And... Uh, 23 years ago, this coming Saturday, I shouted Hosanna for the first time. Hosanna, save me, save me, save me. I stopped shouting, saying, murmuring, crucify him. And I started lift up a shout of Hosanna. I think about that video we watched of Tommy, the former inmate, and he said it, he said it himself. 
I used to shout, crucify him. But then he started to shout Hosanna. And his life is completely changed. And his life now impacts the lives of other people. You know that he is lifting up the shout Hosanna. You don't have to wonder anymore. I would love to say that since that day, uh, 23 years and six days ago, that, that from that point forward, I've always been shouting Hosanna, but then I would just be a big liar to you. There have been times when I've, by my actions or my inaction, or I've thought that I've, I've, I've said crucify him a few times, a few, many, many times. But my heart's desire is to be one that lives a life that shouts Hosanna. That, that's my heart's desire. That's, that's what I want. And that's where it starts.
So God, I pray that they would they would pray something like this. God, I, I've been doing it on my own, but I understand that Jesus is the one who comes and removes the sin from my life and gives me an opportunity to live for you. That to, that to be resurrected as Lazarus was, to no longer be dead in my sin, but to come alive. To walk into that knowing that there's got to be something more and you are that something more. I thank you for taking my sin through Jesus and for bringing resurrection life. And I take that journey now. Lord, we, we love you. Or we should love you. We praise you should praise you. And we say Hosanna. In the name of Jesus, we pray all these things. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldasa.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.